Sometimes you watch these episodes, there's no character building, they introduce no one, nothing gets accomplished. It's an hour of just walking around and sailing and swinging sword, and you're just like, okay, what, what happened that entire hour? Nothing happened. In a world where you only have trailers and posters to judge a movie, Jim and Ted strike out to answer the age-old question, will you see it? Ted, it's Sunday night. We missed a couple of nights recording because of things we missed last week because of some stuff and it's episode 210 how are you i am good my friend am i no wait i am well there you go damn it i did it i did it wrong but i i corrected i caught it very quickly you're all about being well spoken <laughs> so it's been a couple weeks since our last show i'm thirsty yeah me too i haven't had a beer for like two weeks well then go right ahead but what do you have <laughs> I have a collab, collab between Avocado Street and Weathered Souls. So I've heard of Avocado Street. <laughs> Avocado Street, yeah. That's a California one, I think. I've never heard of Weathered Souls. Yeah, Weathered Souls is out of uh, Austin, Texas, I believe. Oh, okay, okay. So, and uh, it's got a pretty cool label. It's called Motor Oil. Oh, I've had that one. Number 17. You've had this one? I don't know if I had that year. Okay. But- I've had motor oil before. Yeah, they they sell it at uh, the back room. Oh, cool. Very cool. So what is that? that that's a uh, stout then. It is. Yes. So it's a right. triple chocolate imperial stout with oh. crew chocolate cacao nibs, dark chocolate and white chocolate. Yeah, I you know, I had it a long time ago and probably on this show and it's extremely thick. Oh. Yes. But I figure for Halloween. You want it dark on Halloween. No, but I'm going with an IPA. <laughs> uh, what is this? 8.5%. Uh, okay. And it's uh, one pint from Moonraker Brewing. Oh, nice. And uh, it's Honorable Villain. Ooh, look at that. I had to go with the clown mask. The scary Ooh, clown. The, the scary skull. clown for Halloween. Right. Yeah. So, oh, wow. That smells hoppy. Yeah, so tell about your week and what you've been up to. And like I said, we were off last week. Actually, why don't I go? You go. You go. You do. You are. You are doing stuff because I'm kind of what the reason we missed uh, last week is the reason what I'm going to talk about a little bit. So me and Clarissa did the Santa Barbara, uh, the SB 100. It's the Santa Barbara Century. Uh, I did the hundred miler. Clarissa did the hundred kilometer. <laughs> Hers was about forty five hundred feet of climbing and. My Mine was just over 9,000 feet of climbing, mm -hmm. and it goes up. Anybody who's familiar with mountain climbs here in Santa Barbara County, it goes up Gibraltar, and big climb. It's about six and a half miles and pretty steep and everything, so I did it in about 50-ish minutes. Oh, wow. So it was pretty quick. I think the fastest people did it like 38 minutes or something, so I'm not... Man, but it sounds fast to me. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, I did it, I did it fine. It's just I'm old and they're young. <laughs> so, yeah, we did that, and my in-laws were here. We picked up my buddy Jared on the way here. He did it. And then this other guy that I'm 
acquaintances with this guy Sammer. Yeah, it was a good time seeing everybody. We had a uh, fun riding and then some beers afterwards and stuff. And then we Sweet. got back and my in-laws were here watching the kids and everything. So that's why we missed last week. And then the other, eh, I don't know if it's notable. We're just, this house came up for sale in the downtown area. You know, the old town of Lompoc, like the historic old town and everything. Yes. House is 114 years old. Nice. Half of the house, the uh, electric's been updated. The other half is knob and tube. So it's <laughs> like with the two push button lights right. and stuff. It's it's so old. It's it's insane. House is super cool. Uh, after looking at it, I said, Tim, what'd you think? Or I said, boys, what'd you think? And Tim said, Dad, it'd be crazy like living in a haunted house. <laughs> <laughs> he felt he felt the vibes. <laughs> you know, in 114 years, somebody had to have died there. So that's pre that's pre the big earthquake, right? Which big earthquake? You mean you're talking uh, from San Francisco? When was the big? When, yeah, when was the big earthquake? Wasn't that 07? And what was this? This is 08. 08. Mm, okay. Yeah, 1908. I'm just trying to figure out why they they have a. a a basement no they don't have a basement it's like a a tall crawl space okay okay so it's like six and a half feet and yeah it has a basement so that's a basement by california standards like by california standards for sure. <laughs> i mean i could walk down there yeah we could all it has a dirt floor it would be for cellaring canned tomatoes canned uh applesauce canned whatever you want to make your keys are gonna go down there no the keys are won't go down there it's going in the garage <laughs> well it depends it depends either the garage or the house i'm not sure where okay all right but no and, and what i would do though it would definitely be wine cellar okay so wine goes down there it's like a constant 58 degrees year round yeah you know it's one of those kinds of things yeah i would put up some shelving and stuff and do like like i said a wine cellar and get some really nice wines like and well cellar them i just can't wait i just can't wait for the uh the wine crawls when we're when we're when you move in there well from that <laughs> house we can crawl everywhere too <laughs> literally because it's literally right there we don't have to like drive or ride bikes even i mean we could just walk yeah it's literally two blocks from the breweries it's a half a block from south side maybe a full block from south side coffee i mm -hmm. mean it's like right in the mix of all the cool stuff and everything which is one of the reasons we'd like to do that uh it's a bit pricey at 675 they lowered the price <laughs> Oh, uh, come on. So my mom is shocked at what houses go for in California. I said, oh, no, that's nothing. Yes, that's half. I said, I said, price. Ted's been sending me pictures of these houses in Burbank, thousand square feet for one and a half million. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, that's insane. Yes, it is insane. But yeah, so we're looking at that house is mostly updated. The only thing we would really have to do would be a kitchen remodel. Uh, the kitchen is good enough for right now. Yeah. Everything has been done, though. The house is like super updated, really nice, beautiful, uh, well laid out in that 1908 pre-war. Oh, no, I'm talking pre-World War One <laughs> uh, style, you know, and, and it has like the close setbacks to the sidewalk. So it's, you know, it's like on the street and right. And it has an alleyway. So like it, it's one of those like old pre-war neighborhood homes where you see um like everything's it's it's kind of like it's a wonderful life you know those it's like that kind of a neighborhood yeah. and stuff so it's it's really cool and then we might sell or we might keep this and rent and i'm not really sure about that yet who knows who knows you just so, you just read the market and you just do do what's best at the time you won't you won't know until you 
you get the other one and figure it out. Yeah, and yesterday was an open house, so I want to call our realtor. Okay. Like, I don't want to use the listing agent to buy the house and have him represent both of us because, I mean, just to protect him, too. I mean, it's a conflict of interest. There's an inherent, yeah, inherent conflict. Yeah, I mean, he represents the seller, and, and, and I don't mean to make it sound like... It, there's conflict and it's divisive or anything, but you know, I just want everybody to go in well-intentioned to he's loyal to his seller and he doesn't have to play both sides of the coin and all that stuff, you know? So, right, right, right. But yeah, that's about what we've been up to. How about yourself? Oh, really quick before well, yeah. let's jump into what your beer is and my beer. And then we'll talk about your week. My beer, my beer is a uh, 11.5. So I, so I, I got you this week. You got me. Um, it is motor oil. It is heavy. Right. Um, it is very chocolatey. I don't understand why they would say dark chocolates and white chocolates. White white chocolate to me is not like a chocolate. You know, just right. I agree. Um, but the crew chocolate, it does. It does have like this nice, nice bitter chocolateness to it. You know, <laughs> and so it's it is a well well worth it uh, beer. And was it a handy market special? It was a handy market special. So nice. it was like you know the last of my four pack last time i went so i'm definitely gonna have to go back maybe tomorrow morning i'll hit it up after they drop the kids off but yeah no this is great nice and heavy it had a nice um effervescent uh head on it and uh and now it's it's going down smooth how about you what's yours like oh it's really good it's a nice west coast ipa um not a hazy oh good so it's really clean you can see through it darker than uh darker than most bit of an amber oh yeah, yeah. A little yeah it looks good it's pretty damn hoppy okay uh but not over the top um i'm not i was looking on the can it doesn't indicate what the hops are or anything but right. it tastes something along the lines of like cascades or okay kind of like uh if i had to give you like a comparison it would be maybe along the lines of like uh sierra nevada torpedo okay but a much better sierra nevada torpedo <laughs> Like like Simcoe is that the uh, hop? Maybe Simcoe like hops yeah. or something. Yeah, I'm not really sure, but it's very good. It's very malty and awesome. uh, yeah, eight point five. I am digging it. Awesome. So how 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 was uh, your past couple weeks? So my past couple weeks, uh, last weekend I was uh, I had the kids to myself. <laughs> we we sent Anne away for a holiday weekend. What to go get a lobotomy or something <laughs> or. <laughs> You know, no, to, ha- to enjoy San Fran- our favorite town, San Francisco. Yeah, it's a great with, town. Uh, with, some, with some girlfriends. So she went up there with some girlfriends. What happens in Frisco stays <laughs> in Frisco. Um, and they ate, they ate and toured and they did some, you know, they'd find fun wine tours. And they had a cool VW bus tour. So they take, oh, that's they, cool. they hop in a VW bus and the VW bus driver drives you all around town and you see the painted ladies, you see, you know, Lombard Street and all the all the different spots around town. Wait a minute. Weren't the painted ladies in the bus? <laughs> what did I, I? Yeah, no, I was I was I was writing, you know, I, I every time they told me they told us where we, they were that she, you know, she was sending pictures pictures back to the family yeah yeah but i was just like send more pictures send more pictures because she kind of did it like a media blackout she kind of like 
didn't want to rub it in her friends' faces that couldn't make it or something like that. And oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Know, but Clarissa, she could send it to you guys. That's, that's what I said. So just send it to me, and you will, you know, you enjoy your time, and yeah, you, don't, you can you don't share with the kids that. and such. And uh, I kept writing back like, oh, the lovely ladies in front of the painted ladies, and my there you go. And my kids are like, stop hitting on <laughs> on the aunties and stuff. I'm like, no, mommy's in there. Like I'm just like being nice to all all the ladies. And that was for Anne's uh, birthday. Birthday, yes. Yeah, birthday. half a centimeter. <laughs> Sentinet no, how do you say that? A sentin a centenarian? I don't know. Centenarian. I don't know. We talk we don't talk age now, just kidding. <laughs> no. But yeah, a half no. a centenarian. There she you go. was she was uh it was great. I'm glad she did it. Hey, she's younger than me, so that's all that matters. Right, right, right. She did Friday to Monday, so I was really happy she could, you know, could relax and kind of let loose and, and yeah, get away from sure. the kids and not worry about us. You know, that first day she was still like trying to like worry about the kids schedule and all that stuff. And I'm just it's like, like, no, you're not here. Don't I worry got this. about it. I'll take yeah, them where they this. need to go and we'll figure it out. You know, no, you're like, I'll take them where they need to go. Hey, where do you need to go? <laughs> <laughs> and Bryce has been uh, killing it in volleyball. So he's he's uh, he's. He's a great volleyball player. I didn't realize it. Now, this is at, at the school? No, it's like uh, it's at the rec center. It's Burbank Rec. Oh, OK. OK. So it's not a, it's not like he's on the school team. Not on the school team yet. He's he wants now. He, now he wants to do the high school team and the high school team is very competitive. So, yeah. So we're going to we're going to see what what he needs to do with that. He needs some uh, tips from Papa. That's right. That's right, Frank. I really end. And we were there yesterday and I was just like, why didn't why doesn't Frank come out? We should we should definitely have Frank. Barbara to a game. He's got a couple games left here. So yeah, a couple matches or whatever they call those. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So we'll we'll get him out there. See see what that's all about. And then Audrey's her gear her um her water polo season's gearing up. Oh boy. So it's it's coming uh pretty quickly here. Yeah, it looks like she met her her team's uh financial goals or whatever. Do- donation goals. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yes. It was, oh, it yeah, was of great. Course. Did you get a card? Did you get a card? Uh we did. Okay, good. Yeah. She she sent us a thank you card. That's right. That's yeah, right. very One nice. My, you know, and Anne, very old school. She has those cards going out like get them out as soon as possible. <laughs> yeah, we do the same. You got to, you know, people uh, <laughs> donate money or whatever you got to yeah. do that yeah. stuff, you know. Um. So, yeah. So that's it. And then uh, yesterday we did uh, we did a whirlwind of Halloween stuff. You know, people doing Halloween on Saturday, even though Halloween's tomorrow night on Monday night. Right. Um. But we did this Alice in Wonderland geo geo safari thing, geo uh, event. So we would we went to this neighborhood, a very strangely engineered neighborhood. It has uh, a park in the center and then streets that are kind of like a hexagon. Okay. But only two, but it's, but every street, there's only three roads that go up to the park. And then off of those roads, there are uh, roundabouts, uh, cul-de-sacs, cul-de-sac, cul-de-sac. So cul-de-sac, the plural for cul-de-sac is cul-de-sac. You put the S in the middle of the word. Did you know that? Uh, well, cul-de-sac is French, so right. <laughs> that's how they do it, I guess. Anyway, so every street is a cul-de-sac, and it's kind of this circle, well, hexagon around this park. 
Okay. And you have to walk or drive to these different places to get clues and to do different oh, okay. uh, challenges. And, you know, you either use a surrounding or answer a, a code breaker clue. And where is this neighborhood? This is in Thousand Oaks. Thousand Oaks. Okay. So just over the over the hill past Woodland Hills. Yeah. And how'd you find out about it? Um, We just found it on online. And it was actually we found it back in February when Audrey was um, planning her birthday tea party. And we were like, oh, birthday tea party. Let's do this thing in, in for Alice in Wonderland, like geo thing. <laughs> and we we sign up for it. And it's like it's October. I'm like, great. We'll forget that we did this. But it was fun. It was a lot of fun. We we came up with a cool Alice in Wonderland name. We were the the clock rabbits. No, we did. Uh, we, oh. we, we, you know, you kind of want when you have a name like that, you kind of want to go a little obscure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And you you kind of want to. You want to make sure that nobody else is going to have your name. Who came up with the name? I did. I came up with it. Ah, look at you. The other thing, too, that got us looking at that house was also yesterday they have the trick-or-treat downtown. Yeah. So you go trick-or-treating, like all the local businesses in the old historic downtown, you know. Because, you know, you have the other side of town that has the Walmart strip malls and stuff. And, like, yeah, they're boring. (laughs) But when you're in the old part of town, it's all, like, locally owned small businesses and all that kind of stuff. And um, barber shops, breweries, like, party shops, clothiers and all this sort of thing and they're all out there like the kids go from like storefront to storefront trick-or-treating and stuff and yeah that's nice and one of the places which was uh, a photo uh, studio i guess they had an alice in wonderland theme oh nice so you'd go in one door and everybody was you know dressed as alice in wonderland and yeah you know who worked there and such and then you kind of go through like almost like an Alice in Wonderland little haunted house like a maze like a sort of yeah and then you come out the other the other door and everything and and are you smaller than you were when you went in well the boys were <laughs> I stayed the same height yeah no they keep growing I can't stop I can't slow them down <laughs> we were we were team cabbages and kings oh cabbages and kings from the uh walrus and the carpenter song yeah yeah um, and I was just like oh I wanted to be curious oysters curious. but an- oysters oysters are not uh, agreeing with Anne right now so I was just that's like, what yeah yeah we, we we heard we don't need to cover oysters um but yeah so that was fun it was a fun couple hours um and there were some places where I was like oh, this is kind of like oh and because so yesterday we were triple booked we had that then we have Bryce's volleyball game at two and then we had Bryce's uh, trunk or treat at 4 30 so it was just like it was like just running from place to place yeah one of those busy days just a busy kids centric day you know so it was it was a lot of fun, but a lot of uh, schlepping around town. Indeed. All right, Ted, we have uh, two trailers, yes, one sir. movie and one television show. Right. Uh, let's get to the movie first. So it's Marvel Studios Ant-Man and the Wasp colon Quantumania. Quantumania. So is it Quantumania <laughs> or Quantumania? I think the M's doing double work. Yeah, I think so. Quantum. Quantumania. Quantum manium. Quantum mania. Yeah. So I I, I was going to do just the, the other one, just a series. But, you know, I thought we cover a lot of Marvel. But oh, yeah. But this is your favorite franchise within the franchises. Isn't it? Ant-Man? Isn't it one of your favorites? I like Ant-Man. It's either Ant-Man or Thor, I thought was is that your those are your two favorites kind of. Uh if I, well, yeah. I mean Guardians of the Galaxy, meh. Okay. They're okay. Uh-huh. You know, I do enjoy Groot. 
Um, I do enjoy the trash panda <laughs> and both Groot and the trash panda's interactions whenever he says I am Groot and then the trash panda. Right. And he's translating what it was. But he gives an answer that is, is essentially the translation. Right, right, right. Yeah. Very clever. Clean your mouth out, you, t- you filthy teenager. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like cleverly done in that regard. So I do like that. I do enjoy Ant-Man because, you know, it's just it has like subtle comedy. Uh-huh. I don't know if I'm excited about this one. though. OK, all right. So the reason is, is I was trying to look and it's hard to see, but it doesn't appear to be that Marvel is moving into a new phase. I don't think they are. I think they're just they just have movies that are just making. <laughs> The phases have now mer- like blurred. The lines of the phases have blurred so much that you can't even like it doesn't even matter anymore. Yeah. And because of that, it's like when you looked at the phases of the original 25 movies, right? they followed this linear progression. And then what what it was is, you know, you had the overarching theme of the Tesseract and the and the stones and right. the gauntlet and all that kind of stuff. And then you would take these little like side streets, you know, and you'd cut down an alley and there was like an origin story for somebody. And then like you'd get back to the overarching theme and then you'd cut down like another alley and there was a different origin story for a different character or something. And and I, I really enjoyed that, you know. Now, however, it just seems like we're we're looking at just more content they're pushing out because it's like they got to pay for butts and seats. Well, here's the thing. Here's my question to you. When we saw the Tesseract, when we saw the time stone in, in Dr. Strange, when we saw like the time stone mate might be all right, but when we saw in guardians of the galaxy, we saw the first, uh, it wasn't the Tesseract. It was that other stone, but it wasn't really a stone. It was in that orb, right? Yeah. Did you know? I mean, I I think diehard could, you know, hardcore comic book fans knew that they're building towards the Infinity War. And but we I didn't know. You, you didn't you didn't know, right? Like, no, I had no idea where it was going. I mean, I'm not a huge Marvel guy in the comic book sense. So, I mean, I think that's why we're in a new phase of all the phases is because now we're taking things in IP and uh, intellectual property and, and, and characters that we know. And now we're doing things around other building blocks that will reveal themselves to be part of a bigger story. So we're now we're, we've broken it down. We've done, we've run through the infinity war, you know, end game kind of thing where we built up to that big challenge and now we have kang in here we have kang who's been introduced in um loki in the in the loki series and he's now getting reintroduced here in the theatrical series and he's supposedly part of like secret wars i think i think that's what we're building to now with and we're getting ready to introduce new characters doorman Keep keep pushing for it. I'm sure one day we'll have a doorman. Dude, we got to get doorman. We'll have a doorman, very special Marvel presentation on Disney Plus. That'd be amazing. <laughs> and then they have like a whole movie of his origin story. Dude, that would be. I let's put it this way. I don't care how bad it is. I would watch it just because it's doorman. Well, I think you know. I think we talked. We talked about the the werewolf. You know, the night of the werewolf being Marvel, and and you know. 
kind of being a one-off. True, yeah. And then this, to me, this is kind of, I love the breakdown of this trailer because the first little piece of it, the first quarter of it, is just Scott Lang pitching himself saying, I'm an Avenger. Like, I don't even believe it. I'm just a normal Dunkin' Donuts guy. <laughs> like, ex-con Dunkin' Donuts. Yeah, he starts off like, <laughs> I don't get it. I'm an ex-con and then I become an Avenger. How does this happen? And I, th- and I thought that, to me, that's the thing that reinvigorates reendears him to us as a character and then it jumps into this space where space <laughs> this quantum space yeah they get sucked in where they get sucked in and then they're in this completely alien world quantum world whatever and it's just you know it is it is so foreign that you're you're in this other quantum space so I think it's an interesting angle on breaking us into a new a new phase, a new overarching series that that after 10 movies or 10 movies now and 10 series or something like that we're going to have this you know secret war in the future with doc with doctor doom like i think and and kang the conqueror and and a whole bunch of new super villains you know and i think i think to me that's it we're building up this the new group of super villains with a cast of characters that we're going to uh know and 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 love and continue to enjoy and then we're also saying goodbye to some characters you know like the next uh, Guardians of the Galaxy is supposed to be the last one. Okay. And Gunn, the director of that's going off to co-chair the, the DC extended universe. So he's going to have a big challenge on his plate moving forward. But I think it's, you know, it, it'll be interesting to see how it, how it develops and how it tries to stay fresh. Supposedly the, the werewolf story is going to play into this into the bigger series and i and i oh wow okay okay i would think it would i think that's that's the where the interesting stuff is gonna happen is is on the edges and it'll bring in the fringe the fringe elements and things like that so that that's interesting to me right i you know the 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 super alien nature of what's going on there i'm interested to see interested to see how it works well and i think the tease of the trailer is okay they get sucked in the way they do and they kind of give they they already explain that in the in the trailer about you know how they they do like uh they, they start pinging the quantum realm until right. they get sucked in. But I think the tease of the trailer is how do all those other people get in? Right, right, right. Yeah, where do they come from? So I think that's <laughs> what you want to see and learn about because it's like, why is this battle being fought at the quantum realm? Like, it could be happening right now in my room and I would have no idea. Yeah. So whatever that means. <laughs> in our in our room and, you know, in, be- in the spaces in between the... The atoms that we're looking at each other through. Exactly. exactly. I want to. I want somebody to explain why Evangeline Lilly has short hair. Like, let's not. Let's not overlook. You don't like that in the room. No, I'm a. I'm a. I'm an Evangeline Lilly fan. Not a. Not on the personal level, but on the <laughs> cinematic level. Like Lost. I loved her in Lost. But yeah, I don't know. We'll we'll see if she explains her short hair, which is not not my cup of tea. Yeah, and then it grows out throughout the movie. <laughs> All right, man. The other one we have tonight is a series on Amazon Prime, Jack Ryan season three. Yeah, you were into those, weren't you? I didn't know there was a season two. What? I watched the first season though. Oh, season two is good. You should watch. You should go back and watch season two. Okay, I did watch the first. Did you like season one? It's okay. 
Yeah. Do you like Tom Clancy? It's okay. Yeah. You know, like Rainbow Six and all that stuff. And, you know, I mean, like, it's, yeah, it's, it's, uh, you know, I, I think the where he starts to get lost in time is it's no longer the Cold War espionage stuff. Yeah. And I think that's where he thrived. You don't think we're back in a cold, we're back in two Cold Wars, I think. I feel. No, I know, but I'm talking like, yeah, I guess so. But I mean, there was a. You're talking Hunt for Red October, like that. That great, exactly. That that, that high time of Cold Warness. Exactly. <laughs> you know, where, like yeah, with, where he wants to live in Montana. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Speaking of that, but we'll get to that when we get to what we're watching. Okay. But some Sean Sean, <laughs> Sean Connery. But yeah, so uh, episode, uh, or I'm sorry, season three. I think you said it best in our last episode with uh, the Lord of the Rings, the Rings of Power. Uh-huh. You said it is, uh, how did you put it? You said it's television, no, it's it's cinematic quality with television pacing. There you go, that's right. Well, when we get to what we're watching, television pacing for sure. <laughs> but and that's the thing you know that i'm starting to get a little bit you know i don't know like i'm just not into tv as much as i am into movies and i think it's just the ebb and flow okay. of of how the pendulum swings right because there's times where i get tired of movies and i just want to have something more long format uh-huh but and it's like sometimes you watch these episodes there's no character building they introduce no one nothing gets accomplished it's an hour of just walking around and sailing and swinging sword and you're just like okay what what happened that entire hour nothing happened you know like they could have eliminated and or, or squeezed two episodes into one or something you know and right my concern with these kinds of things is all they're gonna do is like car chases and gunplay and it's like yeah i don't need a whole episode of that that doesn't move the story along okay all right so as long as jack ryan the series, I mean, not the character. As long as Jack Ryan, the series, if every episode, like, I think every episode needs to have a purpose. Right. And what I like about movies is a two hour movie or an hour and a half movie or whatever it is, even a three hour movie, like, it's almost as if every scene has a purpose. Yeah. Every scene moves the story. Every scene moves the needle, builds the character, increases the conflict, maybe starts to create the resolution to the conflict yeah but in tv shows it's like they could just sell soap in the valley <laughs> yeah you know and i i love but see here's the thing that i love about so i, I i've taken a number of screenwriting classes and they do so they do this for for tv screenwriting as well but in cinematic screenwriting like film screenwriting they always talk about the con conservation of of you know action and and you know <laughs> you write two scenes and they're each doing something right and you give it to your exactly, you give it to yeah. your professor and the professor's like all right these are two scenes and they're kind of doing something but what if we combine these two scenes and then we make both things happen in the same scene and then it's actually like dynamic you know then you're, you your mind gets blown and you're always like and i and i always start in the middle anyway like even when I'm talking at work, people are always like, slow down, Ted. What are you so excited about? And I'm like, Airtable. And they're like, we get it. We get <laughs> it. We get it. We get it. But slow down. Talk to me like I've never opened Airtable before. And I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll slow down. But in screenwriting, in, in, in the cinema, in, in the cinematic experience, 
you're you're often thrown into scenes where you don't know what's going on. Exactly. Yeah. And and, and then you know if we're at home, that's a Tarantino uh, 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 play right there, right? <laughs> Right. And at home, Anne looks at me and she says, what's going on? And I'm like, I don't know. I'm watching it with you. <laughs> let's let's wait and we'll see how it unfolds, you know. And and it usually, you know, usually it sells itself and it unfolds. Yeah, you're the observer, not the writer. <laughs> and and it, you know, it unfolds in 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 expected ways with unexpected twists and things like that. So there are all these emotions that you have to play on as a screenwriter and i think it, when you're compressed into a window two three hours that you are forced to then do multiple things to your audience at the same time which is more engaging and then like like you said in the long form of now like even on a book you know <laughs> like in a book or in a series then you don't have to you don't have to conserve you know you can you can chew up the scenery and and show a caravan getting bombarded or something you know for for half an episode but but i think tom clancy and i think jack ryan jack ryan is such an intelligent character that he has the op ability to be action forward but a thinking man's action star you know yeah and when you look at something like Jack Ryan. I mean, I think it's it's like a born identity sort of a thing where yeah, the whole point of it is to be fast moving because like you don't want your your action hero to not be doing action. <laughs> right, right. They're not there for I mean, I'm not saying there's not good dialogue, but they're not necessarily there for the dialogue. It's not a Hitchcock movie. Right, right. But at the same time, like if I'm going to bring the the Lord of the Rings, the Rings of Power into this. Let's let's jump to what we're watching. <laughs> let's just do OK, it. let's do that. <laughs> so that and the House of Dragon, okay. both season finales. I fell asleep. Oh, so you're like, OK, season finale, man, let's get into this. And it's just they're slow moving and they have this like music that just lulls you to sleep. Uh huh. They have these like sexy female VOs <laughs> that just paired with the music. It's just like so soothing that you fall asleep. And then it's like 10 minutes of pouring the rings. <laughs> and you're like, oh, my God, just pour the rings already, you know? And and I mean, I was out. So. The House of Dragon was was kind of similar in that regard. So there's a, you know, it's already been out. If you didn't see it. Spoiler alert. I'm going to spoil it. So the one dragon flies, bites the other dragon in half. Right. Well, Clarissa gasps. <laughs> and the way she gasped woke me up because her body jerked and she gasped. Right. And I was like, oh, what happened? You know, and she's like, what happened? <laughs> you missed that? And I said, oh, yeah, you know, I, I blanked out for a sec. Let me go back. I went back and I went back and she's like, well, when did you fall asleep? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> so I kept going back 30 minutes later. Play a little bit. Oh, man. You're like asleep forever. I like I missed like half the episode. I was snoozing. I'm like, oh, I remember this scene. There you go. Yeah. She was just like, wow. I, how did you fall asleep? I'm like, it's just too slow. You know, they're sitting there debating about who's going to sit on the Iron Throne. And they're, you know, and then the music and it's just like, oh, my goodness, I'm sleeping. Which brings me to the point of what you said. I mean, it is totally it, it, it's it's complete cinematic quality, but with TV 
pacing and the television pacing is such that they just interject this slow dialogue that doesn't really move the needle or it's not that it's the dialogue works the action scenes work but there's like a death scene the king's dying right and the death scene is just him with labored breathing and you know they're like anointing him with some oils or something and you're like focus on the breath and you're already asleep <laughs> and yeah and th- yeah they're like they're like oh your grace continue and just focus on your breathing i'm like i am uh, you know, and it's just like, <laughs> boom, I'm out, you know? It hypnotized you. <laughs> Which brings me to movies. So we watched four. So we watched those two series we finished, and we watched four movies. Okay. So our last episode, two weeks ago, I mentioned how uh, The Sound of Bond, a few episodes ago, you guys watched that. Right. So you turned me on to it. I watched it. And I made the comment, like, we need to do a Bond marathon. So we did, uh, what is it? It's Dr. No from Russia with Love, Goldfinger, and Thunderball. I can't believe Goldfinger is the third Bond movie. That's so crazy. Third Bond. That's amazing. To me, that Goldfinger is the quintessential one. And I guess in the music in the music space, it is, right? It's like the... Goldfinger. <laughs> There's a few things. Okay, so I've seen... I saw the first two... No. Yes, I saw the first three, Dr. No from Russia with Love and Goldfinger. Okay. I never saw Thunderball, and there's a bunch of them coming up that I've never seen. I think when you get older and you're in this political era, this political space, the Me Too type stuff, (laughs) uh, you know, you're just like, it's a new world, right? right? right, Even even when I first saw these like 20 some odd years ago, whatever it is. Oh, do they have a disclaimer at the top? Do they do they do a disclaimer? Okay. No, it, it just is. It just comes on. Like, first of all, the acting in the movies are just terrible. Okay. <laughs> yeah, they're terrible. Uh, I think modern fight scene choreography has a spoiled. And editing and editing, you know, just like editing's bad too. Yeah, editing's bad because you got to cut. You got to cut away as the punch lands, and then you can cut in, and yeah. Right. So then it's almost as bad as like the Captain Kirk. <laughs> two-handed fist or whatever yeah 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 yeah. all right where he's like bam you know he does that kind of like the fight scenes are like that bad you know and it's like i don't know the whole thing's bad and then it's like there's this whole misogyny of like uh what what, what do you call it like uh like the sexual assault like yeah. slash rape scenes essentially that take place oh, and you're watching it and you're just like really he just forced himself on her and then she's screaming no and then he plants a kiss and then she just can't help herself she melts she melts she melted no means no means yes come on <laughs> don't you know <laughs> dude it, it, like it's just so like misogynistically bad <laughs> i mean sexual assaults and then you know every time like He's like, well, hello there. He walks up behind him and like plants a kiss on her. And the next thing you know, they're in bed. And then, you know, my my running gag so far is uh, we're watching and I say to I don't even say to Clarissa, I just kind of like say to the room, to to the room. I go, so that's how it's done. (laughs) And it's like, I must say that, like. Seven times a movie. Seven times a movie. Wow. It's not a one-off. It doesn't happen just like in passing. (laughs) No, I mean, he's like 
sexually assaulting these women over and over and over, like every single movie. And I'm just sitting there like, so that's how it's done. <laughs> Why didn't I watch these in high school? Yeah, I would have been the ladies' tra- man. Tra- and yeah, it's training, right? It's, it's, a, it's a how-to. It's, it's paint by the numbers. Come on. Don't you know? <laughs> if you actually did what he's doing... Jail. Well, if okay, let's let, let's not go to that extreme. <laughs> like, let's just say, like, you're not going to go to jail for like, you know, you'd be canceled. You'd be canceled. Oh, you would have no nuts left. <laughs> I mean, some women somewhere would shank you. <laughs> no man is going to get away with what this dude gets away with. And Money Penny the whole time is trying to bed him. Carry a flame, yeah. But Sean Connery or, you know, Bond is always like leading her yeah. on while he's banging other chicks. And it's like Money Penny knows this, but she wants a piece of the action, but like right. he just won't give it up to her. I mean, it's just so insane. We need to watch we need to watch them. Did you ever watch Archer? Archer, no. Oh, I gotta, I gotta start watching Archer. I think it's like it's supposed to be like a cartoon version of of like an American Bond, and it, and it has it has all that oh okay wrong sexual innuendo in it. So right. So I'll I'll I'll, I'll, I'll see where that. I think it's Hulu. I think. Um, but yeah, well, well, and it's super titillating too because <laughs> titillating. <laughs> it's super titillating too because like you know the scantily clad yeah, women. Yeah. And, you know, for the I think the first was like 63, four, five, you know, whatever. They're like every year in the early 60s. Uh-huh. You know, there's some scenes where there's like shadowy butt crack. Right. Um, Thunderball opens like the. You know how they always have like the way they do the opening where like they're swimming. But like the or like with Goldfinger, the credits are like in the gold skin and all that sort of thing. Right, 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 right. But I mean. These women are nude. <laughs> it's their silhouettes in Thunderball. Yeah. They're nude and they're swimming. And the way they're swimming, like their boobs are like free floating in the water. Oh, yeah. Beautiful. Right. And it's, yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> but what I'm getting at, though, is for like 1965, that is like super risque. Right. Well, it's risque for even now. Come on. It is. Yeah. And there's like a scene where like he walks in on somebody in a room and she's like, oh, my God, he's here. And you see her run and it's like shadowy butt crack jumps in bed. (laughs) And I'm just thinking to myself, like, wow, man, this is 1965. Like, that's like serious, like nudity back then. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, the stories are okay. The bot. But I love the Spectre Bond villain. Spectre. Spectre, yeah. And he's like petting the cat, you know, and stuff. <laughs> he's the quintessential one, right? Like he's the one. That- oh, yeah. And and it's like I just can't help but think of like the spy who shagged me <laughs> and, you know, all those. And, you know, the uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Austin Powers, right? Yeah. Austin Powers. Yeah. Like. I mean, Austin Powers is just so like the way they play off of all the Bond cliches. Like, yeah, it's so perfect. I got to watch Austin Powers again because <laughs> it's so good, you know? And, yeah. You know, and then he gets caught. The laser's about to like cut him in <laughs> half. And I mean, it's just so like the whole thing is just terrible. And the way he gets out of it and stuff. Yeah, and, it's contrived, contrived, but but fun. Oh, it's fun. I mean, like it's entertainment for sure. And I'm looking forward to like, I you know, the Roger Moore ones are going to be terrible. <laughs> no, 
Oh, I love so I love the Roger Moore. Ones. Oh, I like Roger Moore, but they're just they're just so. And you know the funny thing is, like he always has like the witty statement after the guy dies or something. Yeah, right, right, right. You know, like oh, it looks like you uh, <laughs> are stuck in a, a sticky situation, and it's like he has a knife with he honey. Lost your grip, like he falls off the Golden Gate Bridge or something. Yeah, <laughs> well, that was also um, a lot of the Schwarzenegger ones too. Oh, that's right. We're like a predator where he throws the knife, stick around. <laughs> So my favorite, my favorite of the Ian Flemings is actually a non-Bond, but it definitely echoes the Bond uh, characteristics. Okay. Have you seen Chitty Chitty Bang Bang? Have has the family seen Chitty Chitty Bang Bang? Uh, I I'm familiar with it. I've never seen it. Oh man, you should definitely see Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. It is a family. It's it's family friendly. It's a G-rated film. It's it is you know written by Ian Fleming. Okay. So. <laughs> So just think about what the lead female character in the movie of this G-rated movie is called, what her name is. Just just give a wild guess. Uh, Pussy Galore. I don't know. <laughs> so Pussy Galore is a great character. This female character, the lead character in, in Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, a children's movie, her name is Truly Scrumptious. It's truly Scrumptious. <laughs> <laughs> and Dick Van Dyke plays this, you know, inventor, this inventor, uh, he invents this uh, sanctioned car, which is Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, and his kids try to convince him not to sell the car. And she's like the, she's a candy heiress, so she's going to inherit this candy uh, candy fortune, this candy company fortune. Okay. And uh, her name is Truly Scrumptious. <laughs> so it's just, it's uh. phenomenal. It's just, it's it's a, it's a force. 1968, Dick Van Dyke, uh, the height of Dick Van Dyke time, you know? Right. In Technicolor. <laughs> exactly. And I guess it's right in this, right in the wheelhouse that you're talking about, like he put out a couple of bond movies and then he did this to like smooth it out and you know and i said to clarissa before we watched dr no i said you know i said well we're gonna get into this you think the boys would be into it (laughs) she said i don't know and i said well let's watch and see if it's appropriate (laughs) and stuff we're two minutes in i'm like nope not appropriate Like, I don't want them learning, like, how to, like, be raping women, like, right off the rip. This is how you, this is how you do, this is how you do run college, no. (laughs) No, they're going to be, they're going to go, like, into the fourth grade. Tim's going to be, like, putting the make on the ladies. I'd be like, Tim, Tim, this is not, like, a paint-by-numbers, man. Like, this is not how you do it. (sighs) But whatever. So we, uh, after Thunderball, I forget what's the fifth one now, but we're going to keep it going. going. I mean, we're four in. I think there's 21 to go or something. I think there's, like, 26, maybe. So we, too, finished um, the the Power of the Rings series. Yeah. And then right after that, we had a little taste for some Frodo action. So we started watching the um, Peter Jackson movies. Yes. So which did you start with, though? So we, I, I want to start with Fellowship of the Rings. Yeah. And then Anne was like, we should really go back to The Hobbit. The Hobbit wasn't very good. And I said, all right, if you want to go back to The Hobbit, then I'll just, you know, I'll, I'll catch up, whatever. I'm not into The Hobbit. I'll phone it <laughs> I'll in. I'll watch The Hobbit. But if it's in the background, it's in the background. So basically, I go to work from Tuesday through Thursday. So Tuesday through th- Thursday, she watched one. Of- in Burbank, in the office. Right. So she watched one movie each day, the Hobbit movies. 
Well, how many are there? There's three, right? There's three, right? So three, three days. Yeah, yeah. And then on Friday, I'm home and I'm working from home. And she's like, oh, I have half an hour left on the last Hobbit movie. And I'm like, okay, great. So I watched the, the big uh, the big dragon fight scene <laughs> in the last Hobbit movie. And then we went straight into Fellowship of the Rings. And now we're in the, the two towers and we're, we're, we're plugging through. Mordor. <laughs> Mordor. And, and it is fun to watch those right after you watch the, the Power of the Rings, you know, like you see the echoes, you know, you know. Yeah, the Power of the Rings is like a prequel. You know that it's 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 nodding to the, 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 the past, which is a thousand years in the future. And then when you see the stuff that they're doing with Gollum and all that, you know, and Frodo and all those guys, it's fun to see that Galadriel you know, is there. And... Well, I think what was cool, though, was kind of the birth of mordor right right oh yeah that was great we're terraforming mordor that yeah <laughs> so like how it became like scorched earth uh i don't know lava fire scene sky right right and this the burning the burning air the, yeah no, it's great. Yeah, I thought that was really cool. And then the reveals and the reveals of who's who in there, you know? Well, true. I, I thought yeah, that, that, yeah. those reveals were good. And, you know, we all, you know, Anne definitely was on it and she knew she was like, oh, it's got to be so and so, you know? So I think she was happy to to get the reveals that we thought. Um, and I think that so that was fun. And we watched those movies. Oh, and then we watched speaking of, you know, Tom Clancy and Jack Ryan, we saw we last week, the week prior to last. Um, we saw all the Ethan Hunt movies. We saw the Mission Impossible. So we're all caught up on the Mission Impossibles, which was oh okay, which is fun. And you know, <laughs> Anne and I, Anne, I like those too. Though you know, again, it's movie pacing though. But but here's the thing that Anne and I, we can watch those over and over again because because of meta watching. <laughs> you know, the term that the term that you come up with, oh, right? Because I watched that movie and I said, here's the scene where he broke his leg. <laughs> here's the scene where he broke his ankle because he's doing all his own stunts you know what i mean and because, right because tom cruise does his own stunts not a big scientology fan myself but you know i appreciate him and doing his do him doing his stunts yeah i agree yeah so it's very fun to know that he's doing this halo jump like they do a halo jump and he's actually up there doing it and apparently because of the halo jump you know you end up seeing a lot of stuff around it and he could only do one halo jump a day um and then he was like, but he was training weeks and weeks and weeks to do this halo jump. And they would just go up and do the halo jump. And the guy shooting the camera, <laughs> you know, he had to like get in front of Tom Cruise and hold the camera. And, you know, they're big ass, you know, film cameras and stuff. Sure, and yeah. He, and, and, and Tom Cruise would have to rocket towards him at 250 miles an hour and then hit a mark that's four feet in front of it because they, they can't focus it. You know what I mean? So he has to like pull the brakes up on the guy who's falling at a hundred miles an hour. And then he's falling, you know, rocketing towards him at 250 miles an hour. Wow. And then hitting a mark that's like four feet in front of the camera. And he had to do this over and over again, but they could only get one take a day because of the, the time it takes to go and do, you know, to set it up and all that stuff. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and it's just like, it's just fun to know that background of it. And like, there's, there's scenes where he's underwater and it's like, yeah, I had to do a lot of deep uh, free diving <laughs> training. <laughs> it's just, he uses all these movies to do these things things that he has wanted to do in, as an adventurer. Yeah, the movie's the excuse to, like, he gets other people to pay for what he wants to do. To push his body to the limits. 
<laughs> he just wants to push his body to these limits. Right. And push them beyond the limits. And then and then I was like, there's so much running in all these movies. So I looked up on YouTube and I said <laughs> Top Cruise, <laughs> Tom running, Cruise yeah. running. And there's like this 20 minute, 25 minute uh super cut of just Tom Cruise running. <laughs> I've seen those. Yeah, I've seen those. Like they call it something though. It's like uh, Tom Cruise, uh, Tom Cruise, like run acting or something. Or there, there's like a name for it that they give it, you know. And and it's it's always like every scene is him just running. Yeah, it's so great. It's so great. Yeah, like War of the Worlds. Right. Like all he does is run the whole movie. <laughs> you know, it's amazing. Yeah. So I mean, I'm not. I'm not a again. You know, Evangeline Lilly, Tom Cruise. Personally, don't know about them personally, but their movies and them as actors within movies, I could separate myself. I can enjoy their movies and then move on from there. Exactly. No, I agree. I agree. <laughs> but that, that's that's been our, our main watching. And then last time we spoke, I was like, I was talking about Andor being uh, what a great finale that was <laughs> because they pulled off the heist and they were like, they wrapped it up. And then I get, come back a week later. There's another episode. There's another episode. And then there's another episode this week. And I'm like, how many more episodes are there? So I think there's a couple more episodes. But Andor is turning out to be phenomenal. So She-Hulk, She-Hulk, She-Hulk and Andor. All right. We'll have to watch. Uh, uh, hard recommends. And then I will, I you know, once we're done with these three, is there a is there a post uh, a post Lord of the Rings? Is there are there three after? It's only the Hobbit and then the Fellowship and the and the main Lord of the Rings, right? Right. Yeah. There there's the Peter. Yeah, Peter Jackson put out the six movies, and that's it. Six movies. Okay, great. So we're watching extended versions. So sometimes it takes us more than a day to watch it. Oh, I've, yeah, I've seen those. Um, but yeah, so we're in the they're like four hours. We're in the middle of two towers. So we'll pick up some more Two Towers tomorrow. It's great. It's great background. Like Oh, it's you, amazing. You, you look up, you're doing some work, and you look up and just stay in it, you know? Yeah. No, they're they're fantastic. So after that, I'll try to see if Anne's up for some uh, some Dr. No and stuff. Yeah, I think you guys should. Uh, and like I said, I mean, watching it with, like, a modern perspective, oh, they're just so, like, I mean, they're just so gnarly in the sexual side of things, you know? I mean, it's like, what is, and you're watching it and it's kind of cringy, yeah, yeah. you know? I'm like, oh my God, he's like, he's literally about to rape this chick, <laughs> you know? And he's like forcing himself and she's saying no and pushing him away, but he just keeps forcing. And you're just like, what are you doing, dude? <laughs> like, it's cringy, you know? Mm. That would have been invented back then, I don't think. No, that's probably why they let it go. <laughs> They're like, this is something, but I don't know how to how to describe it. <laughs> exactly. So, Ted, I see you still have some beer there. How is it before we cut out? Um, it is delicious. It is it is uh, still very chocolatey, smooth. Motor oil. Smooth motor oil goes down like, you know, delicious. Goes down like motor oil. Delicious motor oil. Yeah, like you just got done changing the oil and I will say, so so we did truck or treat, right? And we did truck or treat in the back of the Tesla. So sorry, little Tesla talk at the end of the episode. Tesla talk. 
And I was like, oh, the Tesla's here. You know, we're going to be sitting here. And we were sitting out there for like half an hour before the kids got out there because we had some time to set up. And um, okay. And I'm like, oh, where are we going to go? You know, like, Rouse is right here. We might as well just go get a bottle of wine or something. And she's like, no, why get a bottle of wine when we could go home and get a bottle of wine? I was like, okay. So I actually called an Uber. <laughs> I called an Uber to take us from from Ralph's to our house, the mile, right? And then I picked I picked up the other car, Jeez. and uh, and and I got in the Dodge, and I was just like, and I turned it on, and I and I and I drove it over there, and I was just like, it's it smells, it smells like you know, like like musty. No, no, it, it smells like gasoline, like, <laughs> like oh, the oh, exhaust yeah, yeah. and the whole the whole engine running and stuff like that. It's just like. It's it's an assault on the senses, <laughs> the sound of a of an ice engine and the smell of the exhaust of a of an ice car is like after you've driven a Tesla for however many months I've driven it, you know, it's ten months or whatever. It's not it's not pleasant. Getting back to the wine at Ralph's and going home to get wine. <laughs> it was cheaper. It would have been cheaper to get Ralph's. <laughs> I would have justified it like this. If I go home to get wine, that just means I'm going to have to go back to Ralph's to replace the wine I just got from the home. So why not just get the wine at Ralph's? Right. Yes. No, I was I we, you know, we were just trying to figure out how to do it very quickly. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So, well, that's all right, though. Yeah. How about you? All right, man. Yeah. My beer. Um, I'm done with it finished fantastic it didn't have a chance to get warm Uh um i just kept sipping away while you were talking about whatever and uh this is yeah i would i would get this again i mean it's like kind of scary though (laughs) if you don't like clowns don't get uh honorable villain from moonraker brewing company you you could say both of our beers were truly scrumptious yeah they are truly scrumptious i would definitely say see see uh, a little bit of uh, chitty bang bang chitty chitty bang bang Sounds good. I think we'll have to. With the boys. With the boys. With the boys. And as truly scrumptious, is she good looking? She is a, an attractive young lady. I know. That Ian Fleming, man. <laughs> he knows how to pick them. And that's the other thing about Bond, too. Like, like I don't care if it's the maid, if it's like the the Bond girl, if it's... I don't care who it is. Like, they're all hot. Like, there's no... The casting... Casting had a had a had a, a cheat sheet. They knew exactly what to do. <laughs> yeah, there are no homely women in the entire Bond franchise. I think. I think I love the fact that they try to make Money Penny look like studiously sexy. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, right, right. <laughs> like they try to make her be the least sexy of them all, or whatever. And I think it just backfires. You know, it's hot for teacher kind of thing. <laughs> oh, and then another thing for Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, it has Benny Hill in it. So, I don't know if you, no, if you, oh my Benny, God, Benny Hill. I think Hill. There's, there, there's a couple times where he looks into the camera just because it's Benny Hill, and they just kind of let it go. He breaks the fourth wall, and it's just right. Like, that's what he does, not. and he gives that he gives that smirk. So it's a fun one. It's a fun one. Yeah. Ah, uh, so funny. All right, man. Sounds cool. And uh, yeah, looking forward to next week and we will ride again. Awesome. Talk to you later. All right. You have a good night, man. See you. Next week, join Jim and Ted as they disarm another Hollywood bomb or marketing masterpiece. Remember, the holy trinity of podcasting. Subscribe, like, share.
special thanks to Jeremy Kent Jackson for the voiceover and Rogelio for the music.